Yo, 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 what up, everybody? It's your boy, the D is silent, coming at you on this Monday, December 20th, um, about 6 in the morning, ah, 6 to 10 in the morning. I'm on my way to work. It's cold. It's 37 degrees. Um, you know what time it is. Follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter. You know, you can find me, chat me there, ask some questions. Uh, but with all that said, uh, now's your chance to log out the fuck out the episode because we're discussing Spider-Man. Uh, no way home. No fucking way home. And and the implications and everything. And this is full of spoilers, so uh, if for whatever reason you come across this... Oh, but I mean, by the t- I, you know what? I shouldn't even have to say that because there's not enough... People, it's not like I get a thousand listens right off the bat. Again, I get several listens, and then maybe as a couple of weeks go by, I'll get you know the other seven. But so that means more or less, um, it's a slow roll. But with all that said, let's 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 get into it. Um, the, yeah, we're talking Spider Man No Way Home. So right out the, I mean, okay, I gotta give the movie a ten out of a ten. Uh, every Sony Spider-Man movie has been great. Um, the Sony Marvel Spider-Man, I, I, dating all the way back to his inception in Civil War. Uh, his first solo Spider-Man movie against the Vulture. Uh, I think he was in Infinity War and then in Endgame. Uh. And all the, you know, and then Spider-Man Far From Home and then No Way Home. And Spider-Man Homecoming. All all of his movies have been really good. And I think this one, this one really put the icing, the, the cherry on top of the cake, man. It really did. They, they hit it out the park big time. You, I mean, they had. There's Easter eggs upon Easter eggs upon spoilers upon. Just they just went full. They went balls out. Uh, one of the most audacious uh, movies, and and this is what I kind of want. I'm gonna tell you that this was a good model. A good model for Marvel to bring out the X-Men. I tell you, this has big implications. I mean, this is this is this movie is exactly what DC and even the X-Men thought they could do, and the, and they I don't know if they failed at doing it because the X-Men kind of got it right a little bit. DC, I think, kind of got it right a little bit, but Marvel completely nailed it. And not only did they nail it, I mean, the, the movie was good. Um, I like. I, first of all, first of all, just just as a standalone movie, this movie is is kind of in that aspect that it's standalone-ish, but it's also. I mean, it has to do with the Spider-Man movies that he, that Tom Holland made already. 
obviously, you know, Mysterio's name gets dropped like 50 times in the movie. Uh, I like that they made J. Jonah Jameson. He looks kind of like uh, Infowars. You know, but with all that, all of that said, I, I can't tell you the movie just hit just hit from the jump. Uh, I noticed right away Spider Man was swinging by Rogers, uh, the musical. Which, if you know, if you've watched Hawkeye, uh, he uh, that's basically you know. They're in the, they're in the MCU. They're, they're you know they just kind of dropped that little nugget in there. Rogers, the uh, musical. Excuse me. Uh, and to me it was just like okay he's swinging around swinging around. They get home get surrounded and then they they eventually he lawyers up and immediately they bring out Daredevil. It's an immediate, an immediate, like, bruh, like, they really, and then it's not just a Daredevil, it's not like a recast, it's the, the, the Daredevil, the Daredevil, the one on Netflix that scrapped with, uh, fucking the Punisher, he scrapped with, um, the hand, I mean, and for all intents and purposes, if you watched Hawkeye, the last episode, or not, uh, episode five, you already know, Kingpin is dropped, and it's Vincent D'Onofrio, um, I think if for reals is playing him, uh, they got, they got some of the best parts of that Netflix show, uh, I, you know, I guess the guy's name is Charlie Cox, I mean, uh, Matt Murdock appeared, you know what, and that just sets up a whole... I mean, the Punisher is there. The Punisher was good, and I know he was like more on the R-rated type of deal. But you can't mean you can't tell me that he's not gonna at least be mentioned. Or I mean, they could work him in because they worked in Ronin. They worked. They worked in Hawkeye. They worked in uh, Black Widow story. They can work in the Punisher's backstory. As being this uh, this murderous vigilante, uh, he doesn't have any superpowers per se. But I mean, I would love to see uh, Hawkeye didn't have any superpowers, but Hawkeye was only shooting arrows. Uh, let's try shooting, uh, you know, a, uh, a fifty caliber sniper rifle. Let's see uh, Iron Man dodge that. Let's see, you know, let's just, see, you know, he, they can do it. If Marvel's gonna do it, they can do it. Now I don't know when. See, I don't know Matt Murdock. Uh, and it was so badass to see the fucking brick come flying in the window, and Matt Murdock, without even turning his head, catches the brick. And Peter Parker's like, "How did you do that?" And he's like, "I'm a really good lawyer." <laughs> uh, so right out the gate, that happens within like the first five minutes of the movie, I think. Uh. Right out the gate, they just hit with the fucking big fucking dropping of... I mean, it's huge because I I think most people have now come to the realization that 
Marvel was going to take the best parts of the Netflix that they had, thrown them into the movies, and I guess that we're going to get maybe, you know, if you're watching Hawkeye, uh, they're dropping characters left and right, as well as, you know, they've got other stuff coming up, I think, you know, I think they're going to get a a season three of Loki. Obviously, I don't know what Matt Murdock would, but I mean, they might get a Hawkeye season two. They might get a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier season two. I mean, um, you know, we don't know where they're going to go with these characters. And obviously, you know, Matt Murdock probably going to be, you know, more into the Disney Plus thing. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if in these movies coming up, I mean, they're going to have Doctor Strange 2. Obviously, there's Lord, uh, uh, Lord, Thor, uh, Thunder and Love. Uh, what are the movies? I mean, they got movies coming out, and I guess Matt Murdock is going to start coming around. Uh, but it was great to see him just drop that cameo, like... Like it was great, like the possibilities, and I think Kingpin now is going to come forward as, uh, a main villain. I mean, they got like and that's not even the only villain. There's other things out there, so you know the possibility Electra's out there as well. Like, I mean, the possibilities are really endless here. Uh, but moving on. Um, they fuck up Spider-Man's whole reputation, you know, and he tries going to Doctor Strange and getting the help he needs. Um, and it doesn't work. He ends up ripping a hole in the space-time continuum, multiverse, and dragging in uh, Doc Ock, obviously you know Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Sandman, Lizardman, Electro. They drag in the villains from the other movies, the other Spider-Man movies, and you know, and honestly, Peter is like he dabbles with each and every one of them for a second. And uh, he eventually, where the movie kind of takes the turn, I, I feel is he goes back and tries. He figures out that they all die, or I don't know if he figures it out. Doctor Strange tells him they all die fighting Spider-Man's, and that's their fate, you know. Uh, Doc Ock tells uh, Peter Parker, he tells him, no, you killed Norman Osborn. Uh, Lizard Man tells Electro, or I don't know who he he tells, but eventually they all figure out that they die at the hand of Spider-Man in their respected realms, like their respected universe, they all die. So Peter Parker says, okay, well, instead of doing that I'm gonna help you guys we'll fix this and you won't die when we send you back 
would, but at the same time, he's gonna cure Salmon. He's gonna cure Lizard Man. He's gonna help Doc Ock. He's gonna somehow cure Green Goblin. And you know, Doctor Strange warns him not to do that. Um, and that was a good battle, man. Spider Man versus Doctor Strange. Uh, they need they need more of that Doctor Strange. Uh, element to it of every, every movie going forward um, any you know what anytime Doctor Strange starts spelling shit uh, I had to go back and watch Doctor Strange 1 but anytime he starts doing some crazy shit uh, the, the graphic department of Marvel Studios really fucking nails it man and Spider-Man, I, I don't know, he figured it out. He was like, oh, this is a, this is a, I don't know what he says, this is, this is geometry. This is a, this is easy. So he webs up, he webs a actual spider web and then he traps Doctor Strange. He, he like freezes him. And I mean, it's just like, like, bro, like the movie, I know it, like, I think I'm at the midway point in the movie, but there was a lot going on, like. Uh, Happy and Amy broke up. You know. And uh, let me see what else. Well, I'm, I, you know, missing a lot here, but. Hold on. Uh, I've been flossing my teeth here, too. That's kind of what I do in the morning. Floss my teeth. Anyways. So, you know. But the battle between Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange hits him with the. And you know what? It's kind of weird. I want to know how Spider-Man was able to move his body. Even though he was in the astral plane. Uh, because the Spider-Man. But maybe that was his spider sense taking over. Um, which is another fascinating thing. Because I was hoping we were going to get Madam Web to show up. Uh, I think they were on the cusp of doing it, but I think they mean just the length of the movie and everything that was going on. Now that uh, not already, all the characters they had in it, they were like, "Dang, we're not gonna fit. It's not gonna fit." But because they had a lot, uh, they had a lot going on, man. I mean, they, like this movie was ambitious. On on like from the drop to the end, the movie was just really, really like this is this is the Spider-Man movie. This is the Spider-Man movie. This is the bar. I don't want to see another Spider-Man movie if it's not anywhere near as good as this or anywhere as ambitious as this. I want it riddled. This the MCU has made it so that way you would think that there's superheroes literally falling over each other in New York or in the MCU universe. Like they're just bumping into each other now. You know. And it's just like Damn, like, um, but okay, so Peter Parker sets out to try to save these people. Uh, Norman Osborn, everybody realizes that Peter Parker's super smart and he can do it. And Norman Osborn is not having it, or actually, the Green Goblin is not having it. And he, uh, he, the Green Goblin actually ends up killing Aunt May, which was, I thought, was like, damn, no way they got Aunt May. I thought. The hot ant 
you know, everybody's favorite Aunt May thus far because she was hot. And, you know, just, you know, I don't know. It was just kind of... She got shanked by the Green Goblin's uh, glider and just, you know, like, it put a damper in the middle of the movie. It was like, oh, bruh, no, they got Aunt May. So in this reality, Peter Parker is now all by himself. No Aunt May. No Uncle Ben, obviously. You know, and it's just, he's all on his own now. So we'll see how that goes going forward. Oh, but with that said, uh, you know, at the same time, Spider-Man's friend, Peter Parker's friends, uh, MJ and the other, the other homeboy, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. They hatch a plan. They, they're trying to help because they find out what happens with Spider-Man on the news. And they can't get a hold of him. Because they were going to push the button to send everybody back. But they end up... They're trying to find him. So, you know, the... Uh, I think it's Ned. I think that's his name. Uh, he tries... He has, for whatever reason, he has Doctor Strange's... Uh, uh, rings that open the portals. And he tries to open a portal to get to Peter Parker. And he accidentally brings in the amazing Spider-Man, Peter Parker. And they figure out that he's Spider-Man. And, you know, that whole, you know, it's funny, man. Because MJ's like, you need to crawl on the wall. You need to walk on the wall. He's like, no, why would I do that? Like, look, I can stick to the walls. And then he's like, um, no, no, crawl on the wall. And then he's, <laughs> and then she's like, how come you didn't block the bread? I just, he's like, well, I'm not going to do that. He's like, don't you have the spider tingle? <laughs> Dude, the tingle. And then he's like, stop throwing bread at me. <laughs> so they bring him in and right, you know, then they bring in, uh, Toby they summon Peter Parker and, and he, he walks through and they're like who are you and then the two old Spider-Man Spider-Man each other up and they're like wow like like wow this is a multi and you know what and the Spider-Man figured it out really quick and they're like well I was trying to get and this kind of takes from the amazing Spider-Man or the Spider-Man into the universe the cartoon one they took all the best parts of that and they put it in, in this movie. And now, now there's not as many uh, Spider-Verse characters. Uh, you know, but they had enough there to to get some meat on the plate. Um, some food on the plate. They had a lot on the plate already. Um, and then they go and they find the Spider-Man, you know, Tom Holland. And it's the three of them, you know, and they kind of talk to him. Because his aunt just died and, you know, he wants exact revenge and he says well you know all the other Spider-Man told him look we've all lost crazy amount of things he lost Uncle Ben he, and he went to go get vengeance on the guy who did it causing more problems uh, you know and 
you know, in, in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, Andrew basically told me, yeah, he lost, he lost Gwen. I mean, you know, the losses are racking up and they now, you know, Tom lost Aunt May, you know, and, and then they all say the line, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, I thought that was a good little nod. That, that was the best way they could bring it out. You know, so, but I'm going to pause this here. We're going to get back and talk about it because uh, I got to get, I just getting here to work. So we're going to, uh, we're going to pick this back up here shortly and then I'll give my full review, uh, full of spoilers. But yeah, definitely the other two Spider-Men show up. So we'll, we'll stop there. We'll pick this up and get the, the last half of the movie in here shortly. Hang tight. <clears throat> what up, everybody? So I'm back. Back in the saddle. Uh, I'm on my way to my job site. And um, let's wrap up this Spider-Man review. So, yeah, let me see what else happened. The two Spider-Men show up. And then they go and get the new Spider-Man. And it's, it's kind of... I mean, that went hard. That went hard in the movies. That went hard just in general it was just hard man you know because eventually we're gonna get a new iron man eventually we're gonna get a new wolverine eventually we're gonna get another captain america and eventually you're gonna get you know it might not be you know within this this marvel run but it may be 30 years from now 40 years from now they'll redo and it would be just so cool to see old iron man if he was still you know robert Downey jr if he makes it 30 years if you to reappear randomly you know it would be so cool to see uh chris evans you know talk with the new a new captain america you know 20 years from now you know that that's just what it was for me like it was just cool as fuck that you know toby mcguire is still that's one of his more prominent roles uh, I know, you know, if you're part of this new generation, there's still memes about, uh, I was waiting for them to just do the memes, but they kind of did, you know, uh, a little bit, but I was waiting for them, I was waiting for him to, to drop the one meme on Tom Holland, like, well, what are you gonna do, uh, little Iron Man Jr., you're gonna cry? You know, I was wait. I was waiting for some of those memes to happen. And I think Sony, if they would have dropped a single reference to any of those memes, they did kind of drop the one where the Spider-Man are pointing at each other. That was kind of cool. And I thought that was directly from the meme. But, uh, you know, they, they I mean, if they would have hit that one, uh, Peter Parker, what are you going to do? Cry, little Iron Man Jr.? I would have lost my shit. Uh... But, you know, they didn't hit it. But but nonetheless, I mean, the you know, they still hit. The, all three of them come up with a plan to, uh, you know, they have, they've all dealt with their villains and they're going to cure them. They, well, Doc Ock was already cured. Well, they wanted to cure Lizard Man. They wanted to cure Sandman. They wanted to get Electro um, zapped of his powers and uh, and then send them back so they don't die. And then the... Peter Parker's, you know, go back and don't die either. Um, you know, live their lives. But that, that was a good, that was a good, you know, it was kind of cool. They started talking about Toby's, that he's different from them because the web comes out of his body and not through little cartridges. And then 
and they were like geeking out. And then that was kind of a funny joke. They were like, hey, do you ever get wet blockage? He's <laughs> like, and they started talking about, you know, Tom Holland's webs. I mean, it was just good, man. It was good. He's like, I don't know, man. It's just like, it just comes out like, well, if I'm breathing, it's just the web comes out. He's like, I don't know. Oh, bro, that's wild. Like, I don't know. They all three had good interactions. And, you know, I'm so glad that even though the Amazing Spider-Mans weren't that good when I watched them, you know, they were just okay. And Spider-Man 3 with Venom, um, I thought they did Venom dirty. And they did the movie. Altogether, the movie was kind of whack. But they brought they brought back some good elements of that movie into this movie. Uh you know, and and then when they hatch their plan, and you get to see finally the crescendo is all three Spider-Man are fighting by the Statue of Liberty, um, and you know, finally you get to see all three of them in action. That's kind of hard when they're swinging. I I felt it could have been a little bit harder. Um, I felt it could have been a little bit better. I, I wish there was like five Spider-Man on the screen because they try to have. An Avengers-esque moment where it was like the Spider-Man comes swinging in, uh, but it was still it was still good nonetheless. I, I felt that that was really good. I was like, bro. And then you know, and then you know what? Throughout the whole movie, there's comedy, man. Uh, the homeboy, uh, Spider-Man's best friend. Uh, I think his name is Ned. Man, he he's gotta be one of the funniest characters. Uh, that Marvel has just uh, and Sony, I guess, have just dug up out of you know I don't know if out of nowhere, but that man is funny. Uh, I, I don't know. I relate to that man uh, like a hundred percent. Like, like he's just funny, dude. Like, like everything. And then you know, they, Tom Holland is a funny cat too, and so is MJ. You know, they, the whole movie. There's a lot of comedy. Yeah, that's what I love about Marvel more so than like. I don't know the the corny jokes are not overly corny. They're 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 actually funny. You know, going back to Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, you know, uh, and to me, Thor Ragnarok is probably the best. But I, even Iron Man too. Iron Man too. Like some of the stuff in there was corny, but it was it works for some reason. It's like it's just funny, man. Like. I don't know. Even Guardians of the Galaxy one. I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of movies to uh, to pull from me. Ant Man one. Um, even even in Endgame, there's got a little bit of comedy throughout the movie. Is more serious. Uh, man, but that Marvel gets the comedy right. Like I don't know. They're you know they make the superheroes fun. Like that it's not all doom and gloom. But they these, I think, and I think that's that's a good contrast because you get the doom and gloom sense in most of the movies. Uh, whether it's Thanos, whether it's uh, Ronin, or whether it's you know uh, Tony Stark himself, you know Ultron. But then you get moments where it's like, bro, like you know, like I don't know Tony Stark. Actually, I don't know if it's Robert. Robert Downey's vision for the character, how he brought it to life, or John Favreau's vision for the movie, for the movies, or Kevin Feige's. But they were like, you know, we're gonna throw in, 
100 jokes and, and honestly 70 of them will stick maybe some stuff that wasn't meant to be a joke but sometimes it works um yeah but the movie overall is funny man like uh I was just chuckling in there by myself like just laughing at different but you, and you know it's built on the fact that if you've watched all the other Marvel movies a lot of this stuff uh, it's funny because you know it's funny because they're joking about things that have happened in the past like um there was a moment there too like Toby's telling they're all talking to each other he's like hey man I fought an alien yeah he was he was uh, like black and gooey and he came from like space and then uh, Tom you know Peter Parker is like yeah I fought an alien he was purple and he was from outer space and then I fought him in space and the guy's like dude no way you were in space it's like yeah he's like and and then they show the other Andrews, uh, Spider-Man's like, man, you guys are cool. I didn't, I've never fought an alien. <laughs> I, there's just stuff like that. It's just fucking funny, man. Like, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. There's so much comedy. There's so much layers there. Uh, I thought, I thought it was funny too. And, uh, Tom was trying to describe the Green Goblin. He's like, yeah, there's a, a guy on a, on like a surfboard flying through there it kind of looks like a green elf <laughs> but it's funny because if you know if you got to take that into consideration like okay describe the green goblin to a kid i don't know he kind of looks like yeah like a, you know, a mad elf on a on a skateboard flying through the, through the sky and like it's so ridiculous but it's so funny and then you know william defoe was a good villain uh, his transitions from Norman Osborn to Green Goblin is flawless, man. Uh, you know, and, and his voice is his voice has been, uh, you know, over the years, man. Like William Dafoe has been in so many good movies, and, and I, it was so good to see him reprise that role and just nail it, dude. In uh, his fight scene with Peter Parker before he kills Aunt May. Uh, uh, that that was hard, man. He fucking picks up Peter Parker and essentially uh, pile drives him through floors of concrete, which I thought was like absolutely crazy, bro. I was like, no, no way. Um, he was like way overpowered, but I thought that I thought their fighting, their fighting them between themselves was good. Even the, in the second half when they fought again towards the end. That was a good fight scene too, and actually, um, you know it, that you know William Defoe's fight. I mean, I can't say that his fight scene was good. He actually took it to Spider Man, um, and and a mano a mano man, like just straight up. They were just slugging it out. Um, he took it to like I said, he took it to Spider Man. The Lizard Man didn't have much. Uh, to do with the film but I mean he was there it was cool seeing him but yeah so you know towards the end you know Doctor Strange comes out he's like I've been stuck in the Grand Canyon for 12 hours what are you doing and then he looks out he looks at he's like you opened the portal and he's like yes sir and then he just kind of looks and I'm kind of wondering now if the kid is going to be a, a sorcerer because he kind of Subtly dropped that that he 
he, his grandma said he always had magic in his hands. And I kind of am wondering that too. There's a lot. They've answered a lot of questions. They, 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 and they opened up hundreds of possibilities, man. Like I said, I mean, I could go on and on and on about all the possibilities that happened to Spider-Man. Because now these Peter Parkers go back. They can actually revive the amazing Spider-Man. Uh, and also bring back Tobey Maguire because now that they are MCU canon uh, is it the last time we've seen them in an MCU movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe I don't think so as long as those cats stay alive and as long as um, in, in, in real in real life I think when the multiverse war kicks off we're probably going to get several spider I think we're going to get more Spider-Man if Sony had any noggin, and I think Marvel has any noggin, this is not the last Spider-Man movie. This is this might be the end of the Spider-Man uh, arc as we know it. Like, okay, he's got his friends. He was in high school. He was in, yeah, they were in college now, and this and that and the other thing. But it would be a it would be a good time for him to turn the leaf, grow a little older. Perhaps look for an apprentice and teach up the next Spider-Man and have him play that role as more of a mentor Spider-Man like the Spider-Mans came and did for him. Passing of the torch, but him still there. But then kick off, again, like I said, kick off a, a multi-Spider-Man universe with Tom Holland still sort of a part of it and still also part of the Avenger movies. Call in when needed. Like Now he can just be focused more on just being an Avenger you know, and that's what I kind of think Sony should do. Uh, I'm hoping that's what they should do, and I hope hope Sony and Marvel can write these stories because there's all, there's more stories. I mean, they just drop, they just subtly drop Kingpin is gonna be, and I Kingpin probably gonna fight Spider-Man and drag him into some bullshit. You know, he's already dragging Hawkeye into some bullshit. So, but with all that, with that said, so towards the end they do they do end up curing. Lizard Man, they cure the Sandman, they take Electro's power from him, and they and, and Doc Ock was already done. And it was kind of cool seeing uh, Doc Ock and uh, Peter Parker, you know, on screen again. That was that was really cool. Uh, you know what? I, I want to go back and watch those Spider-Man movies because to me, it's like that. That's Spider-Man wasn't the one movie that did it for me but it was part of the movies that you know those movies they're just part of the you know of how we got to here how why I like Marvel so much it it actually goes back to Blade and it goes back to the OG X-Men X-Men 1 and 2 and 3 were pretty good I watched all the X-Men movies now you know the only one that was missing was the Dark Phoenix which I didn't really care for um, I do, I do love, I do love me, I do love actual parts of the X-Men. There's been always parts of the X-Men that have been good. Wolverine, uh, both Magnetos, both Xavier's, um, there's things I've hated about it. Uh, Jean Grey, specifically, um, Cyclops, specifically, there's, there's elements of it that have sucked. Through and through, Rogue has sucked every single time she's been on film because uh, they didn't do it right and I get that you know what they were going for well they can't have 
all the X-Men be super powered in and and um and it does they gotta have kids involved cause you know they want it's an odd it's a general audience type of movie like it's for adults it's made for little kids it's made for teenagers so they gotta have a little balance and I understand that but I mean still but you know going back to those movies Spider-Man was there Spider-Man's 1, 2, and 3 you know I actually thought that those movies weren't as bad as you'd think um aside from part 3 being a little too long and doing Venom dirty I thought the other two were good when Doc Ock was the main villain and then um uh who was the other villain yeah the the Hobgoblin the Sandman and or the Green Goblin and then the Green Goblin again with uh and I was kind of hoping for Homeboy to pop up too that's what I was kind of hoping that we were going to get a little bit of as well was uh James Franco popping up but he didn't pop up which you know was that a missed opportunity slightly I thought maybe he would pop up at least come talk to his dad talk to Peter you know maybe maybe he didn't die if Norman doesn't die then maybe you know James Franco doesn't become the Green Goblin he don't die either you know it's just one of those things like maybe when Pete goes back in his in his timeline maybe Franco doesn't die and they don't have that that external beef now that was one of those things, I guess, it's open-ended. Did James Franco now die? I don't know. I don't know if that's... if he, He's probably still alive because if they cured uh, Norman, then you would assume that he doesn't die. Uh, Franco's character never becomes the Green Goblin and then doesn't die either. Um, There's one of those things. That's, so he's possible he's still alive. But with that said, uh, yeah, so they, they cure everybody. Uh, they send everybody back to to their realms, to their uh, respective realms. And uh, Spider-Man basically tells Doctor Strange that he wants the entire world, not just you know, he wants the entire world to forget that Peter Parker was ever Spider-Man, and Grant wished. And but in doing so, he loses uh, MJ and and his best friend, which I think he feels is the best because they won't get dragged drug into his you know shenanigans with villains and they would be separated from Spider-Man and he had a clean slate where nobody knows who he is so he can continue to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man but uh, but then he's you know you know what I mean like he's in secret like nobody knows whose identity is uh, it's a, that that aspect of it is a little bit different than uh that we're accustomed to in the MCU because everybody else everybody knows who everybody is you know Tony Stark relished that that fame 
Yeah, I don't know about Steve Rogers, but I think everybody else kind of, you know, the Hulk did at one point. Um, you know, they relished the that aspect of it. Hawkeye kind of does a little bit. I know Black Widow did a little bit. But it's just one of those things they kind of relished. Uh, they relished in it. At least Tony did. Uh, Spider-Man, not so much. It's becoming a problem for him. But either way, now, let's talk about a little bit about the actual, actual endings. And Venom pops up in the post-credits. And he learns of the Avengers... And he decides to want to go to New York, but he gets sent back to his universe with a piece of the symbiote staying, which might be big going forward because now we might get multiple Venoms across multiple universes. And it's still a a total possibility. I think the possibility now becomes even larger that Venom is going to scrap it out with Spider-Man at some point. Um, I think it's almost all but certain that that's the next route they're going to take. Uh, but they they granted the MCU with a symbiote. And so the symbiote can be on anybody. We might get a Venom uh, Spider-Man. Uh, we might get the... Uh, we might get any number of superheroes that the symbiote can latch onto. And I think that would be cool... While Venom movie six, and I hopefully Venom and Tom Holland scrap it out eventually. Um, but it'd be, it's still so cool because now we know for sure that the symbiote is in in the MCU directly, and I think more or less uh, Tom Holland is too. He's also canon. Uh, I don't think they're gonna do do Tom Holland that dirty. The movies haven't been rated very well for Venom. But I think they, it's because he's been separated from the MCU in general. But now that they're aware of uh, an Iron Man and a Hulk and a Thor and Thanos, like I think now is the perfect time to bring out like different versions of Venom, and you know, and and what that could mean going forward. And I hope that they gets. I think the Venom actually hopefully gets to Spider-Man eventually. Then, like I said, they they've left this wide open. Um, they they left all the they left pieces of it wide open. Uh, you know, wide the fuck open. It, it's just so it's just so crazy because this opened up a lot of doors. It opened up a lot of villains coming forward like I said Kingpin now you got the symbiote in there you've got you know different things going on and it's just so it's just it was just an amazing movie man it was a it was a really good Spider-Man movie I can't say you know I I get it was a 10 I don't know if it was as good as Endgame or Infinity War but it's probably it's up there it probably definitely definitely the best Spider-Man movie to date and it's definitely better than but you know what Marvel does that I would expect Ant-Man and the Wasp Part 3 the Quantum Realm to be to blow my mind too that's just one of those things 
Um, I expect Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3 to blow the mind as well. Uh, you know. It's just one of those things. I expect I expect mind, my mind to be blown continually over the movies. Eternal blew my mind a little bit too. Like, we got Thanos' brother showing up. We got Blade showing up. We've got, um, you know, all these characters showing up. Space showing up. The set, uh, uh, what are they called? The Celestial showing up and Galactus on the horizon. I mean, we got things like happening. Uh, and beyond that, what I thought was another extra, extra, extra credit turned into the Doctor Strange trailer. And that looks already, it looks amazing. Just as it is, it looks fucking amazing, man. Like, uh, it's good to see. This is basically the Scarlet Witch's movie as well. Uh, they gave Wanda, WandaVision, which is basically a movie, like a movie into a, but they're good. They, this is going to be an actual like movie with you know Doctor Strange and Wanda and and it's going to be I think that's going to be they already tipped their hand to what they're going to do and uh and it looks wild man and I want I'm I'm also wondering because they're going to d- dabble in the multiverse I'm also wondering it's got me wondering that scratching that is is Loki going to show up uh, is you know is Tom Hiddleston gonna show show back up multiple versions? Is is Sylvie gonna show up? Is the next Thor going? I mean the, the possibilities again for that are endless. And if anybody's gonna do it right, it's gonna be Marvel. Um, and it's just gonna be amazing to see. Like again, that movie looks that looks badass, and it comes out I think on uh, May the sixth. You know, and, I, and I'm so glad that Marvel does that, man. Because Cinco de Mayo uh, is such a Mexican holiday, but it's also part of. Now it's become. I know Marvel movies come out around that time, and it's gonna be bad, bro. That movie looks hard, just as is. We got we got Mortal coming back. Uh, we got two Doctor Stranges coming up. Wanda coming up. Wong has been in sneakily been in a lot of good movies. Every movie he's been in has been a banger. Uh, so you're gonna, you're gonna, you would assume Doctor Strange Part Two is gonna be a banger, and I, and I, you know what, Benedict Cumberbatch, even if he wanted to leave the character, because he's opening up the multiverse, anybody can step in and be a different Doctor Strange. But the fact that they told him, and this kind of goes off of if you watched What If, if you see, they told him the greatest threat to the multiverse and to the universe in general was not some random ass person it was Doctor Strange himself and and I think that's hard because he comes out and he's talking to himself like you know they're gonna get the bad and good versions together and I and I just kind of wondering like where they I mean they can go endless possibilities there like, like I said all of this in Doctor Strange's fight scene w- with Spider-Man was top tier bro like that shit was that was crazy uh, but I like I like that <laughs> Doctor Strange is like I've been in the Grand Canyon for 12 hours but that kind of reminds me too that, see that was funny because when he did that to Loki Loki was like I've been falling for the last 30 minutes 
he's like, handle me? Who are you, some crackpot wizard? And then, like, he warps him to where they go. I mean, that, all of that all of that is predicated on Doctor Strange, his past movies, his past interactions with Thor. I mean, the MCU has built in so many layers to so many different things. It's just amazing. They did an amazing job with this Spider-Man. They did an amazing job, you know, with the story. They did an amazing job with Doctor Strange's interaction with Spider-Man. Um, you know, it's me. It's like, just what, you know, we got Daredevil showing up, Matt Murdock. Venom is now in the MCU. Like, officially, the symbiote is there. Not all the symbiote went back with Brock or, or uh, Tom Hardy's Brock. Uh, and I don't think Tom Hardy's done in the MCU. I think they're going to bring him forward. I, I hope we get multiple Venoms now. I hope we get the Venom and the Anti-Venom. Um, you know, there's just so many things that are going on in the movie, man. Like, you know, I hope they bring back Toby and Andrew again at one point. At some point, I hope they bring them all back. I hope it all, you know, before Marvel is done, I hope it's all... You know, it all combines. I mean, the, the X. I hope I want Peter Parker to meet Wolverine. You know, I want Captain America to meet Cyclops. There's just things that I want to see, and I think now that we're gonna get this multiverse into way, I think now Marvel is like, all right, watch this, watch this X Men in DC. You want to bring back characters that played other roles? Like, we'll bring back. You know. Like Christian Bell, I think Christian Bell, if he was still Batman, and that's where DC kind of fucked up. They they should have told Christian Bell, do not accept the role if you're not willing to stick by DC for the next ten to fifteen years, twenty years, and reprise the role again and again. And this is one thing that now, see, the Hugh Jackman is looming large, bro, and so is Deadpool. It's looming out there, very fucking large that like i said i could go on and for days about the ramifications of what happened but i don't think we're done seeing wolverine i don't think we're done and they're gonna bring it back and do it right man they did this so right like it, it, it was just badass seeing all those uh spider-man on screen you know like just like into the into the spider-verse was it was kind of cool seeing what they did there this is even cooler. And, you know, hopefully they bring out Miles Morales pretty soon. That's what that's another route I want them to take, like, ASAP. Um, even Electro kind of is like, man, I just wish there was a black... There's got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. He's like, I just... It was, you were so cool. You were from, you know, there. You had a mask on. You were saving the poor people. Helping everybody out. He's like, I just wish you were black. There's got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. You know... And it just, I just kind of hope that that's, that's all on the table, man. All of it. You know, that's my, you know, it's a, it's a great movie. If you love Spider-Man, if you love, watched all the other Marvel movies, if you grew up watching the other Spider-Man and didn't really care for this one, this is a good one. This is the best Spider-Man that has ever been produced. They've been progressively getting better with Tom Holland's stories, and this is the best one. And I think, you know, I think it's just think going forward, I mean... Kingpin's now on the table. Hopefully, he starts battling and um, and tussling with all the Avengers. You know, and it just would be so hard. You know, I everybody, I kind of forgot that K- 
Kingpin was a badass villain. Not only in the comics, but in like, you know, the the Amazing Spider-Man, the cartoon, and also like, you know, and then the Netflix. I forgot that Kingpin was like a badass because I was like, yo, I hopefully hopefully we get Doctor Doom coming forward soon, but they could wait on Doom for a little bit. Uh, they can give they can give me Kingpin, and they can give me uh, Kang, and they can give me other villains they can give me Mordo and we could they could tussle with that until Dr. June comes forward um several movies later at the at, at that fact pulling some major strings down the road setting them up for another another maybe the finalist of showdowns later on but I forgot Kingpin is is the man I mean he actually uh they don't just take him down. They can. He becomes such a, a well-positioned villain uh, that he it becomes so hard to take him down. The, the Avengers don't know what to do with him. He's the uh, prime underlord of all prime underlords. And, uh, yeah, he's coming forward, basically, and I'm just like, I'm stoked. And if you remember, even in the Daredevil one, he had... Punisher on the ropes. He had Daredevil on the ropes. He had all of them on the ropes. You know. He had them. He had them beat basically. And. You know. That just man. And. You know. Hopefully him and Spider-Man meet. D'Onofrio. His version of Kingpin. And Spider-Man. Hopefully they meet. That's another thing. Like hopefully. I want Daredevil to come up. Man. Like damn. This movie was good. Damn. It was fucking good. Man. But I'm gonna leave it there. There's plenty more to discuss. I gotta, I gotta run this by my brother when, when he finally sees it. I think he's gonna see it today, maybe uh, Wednesday. But man, I just hopefully, hopefully, you know, by the time you hear this, you're like, you've seen it as well, and we should, we should discuss this yeah, again. I think this is another movie that, again, I, I, you know what? Let me wrap, Let me leave it with this. Marvel. I, as much as I don't like the Patriots, as much as I don't like Tom Brady, as much as you might not like the Lakers or you might not like the New York Yankees or or the Boston Celtics or, or whatever, uh, or the St. Louis Cardinals, some of these franchises just stay winning. Maybe you don't like Walmart. Or maybe you don't like Amazon, but some of these companies just stay winning. Marvel is staying winning. I won't be surprised if Spider-Man, this Spider-Man movie tops like a billion dollars. I already heard it made like 300 million in the opening weekend. So I don't doubt by the time everybody goes out there and says, yo, this Spider-Man was good. They brought back all these old Spider-Mans and they, and they made the story and there's going to be more villains and, and this and that. And the other. I won't doubt that this movie within two or three weekends does a does a bill and 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 that's saying something because i think a lot of people were like okay well now that marvel is done with thanos there's nowhere for them to go it's over The, the the marvel reign of terror is over on the movies and superhero genres and i think a lot of people were are are banking on the downfall of marvel to happen at some point because it's not there's nowhere for them to go there's no villains left who are they gonna fight? And again, they just fucking were like, 
They just dropped a, a billion dollar movie uh, still in the middle of a pandemic. Social distancing and it's going to do numbers. I already think it's doing numbers. It was it was a phenomenal movie. Oh. Even the old heads like myself that grew up watching those Spider-Man movies are good. The young heads, the kids that like Spider-Man, you know, dress up as Spider-Man because that's, that's their favorite character. They're going to like it. There's no... Absolutely no doubt in my mind about that. So, you take it for what you would, what it's worth. Sp- uh, Marvel's not going nowhere. Marvel is going nowhere, bro. Uh, if you're waiting on their downfall, you can be waiting for a while. And and Hollywood, I think Hollywood knows this. All the actors know it. Uh, like I said, An- Angelina Jolie did a did a smart move. Uh, coming in as uh as Tina uh because I think I think her character gonna be they're gonna wrap up the Eternals for the next 10 years you know it's just one of those things man one of those things that you, you say to yourself damn is it ever gonna hit? it's not it's it's fucking not it's just one of those things man it's just not there's just nothing you can do about it no, I don't. The DC, nothing that they can do about it, but sit there and watch. And you know, there's nothing that you can do about it. Even Hawkeye, I haven't even discussed Hawkeye and Hawkeye's ramifications, but we'll get to that. You know, maybe later this week when it wraps up. But that's what it is, man. Marvel stays winning, and with that, hopefully, you win along with it like me I'm a, I'm a fan of the movie so we're winning we're winning right now we're up we're up big you know we're taking W's you know like Jake like Jake Paul like um, the motherfucker stays winning he's knocking everybody out Marvel keeps knocking people out They're knocking movies out the park man like what can you what can you do but just watch there's nothing you can do Marvel stays winning, and this is another winner, man. This is a good movie. It's probably top five. Uh, not my top five, but it's gonna be, well, it might be top five. Top five Marvel movies, maybe of all time. Maybe, maybe it ranks in the sixth. You got Endgame and Infinity War up there. I've got personally Iron Man two up there, and then I mean, you know, maybe Civil War, The Winter Soldier's up there. Um. And, and then there's this movie. It's up there too. It's it's up there. Just what can you do? What can you do? It's up there. And with that, I'm out, guys. Uh, I rambled on long enough, and uh, I got I had to say what I had to say, and that's about what we're gonna do. Uh, so I'll catch you guys on the next episode. I'll get this up late, a little bit later today. Later's.